Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. The title of this message is 2021, A Year of Abundance. I feel like 2020, there was a lot of loss and sadness and destruction. And so I'm believing that this is the year of abundance um, for each and every one of you. So um, if you have a Bible or a phone with a Bible app, um, you can go to Psalms 65. We're going to start in verse 9 and read through verse 13. Again, that's Psalms 65, 9 through 13. Um, And it says, in New King James Version, because I'm Eric Holler's daughter, and that's how that works. (laughs) Um, It says, you visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain. For so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. Uh, Dear God, I just thank you for each and every one who is here tonight. I just thank you that um, you are using me to speak to them, God, and I just thank you for... um, it speaking into their lives, Lord, whether in a little way or a big way. I just thank you that they will walk out of here changed, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I have three points that I want to pull from this scripture. Um, Number one, he goes before you. Number two, he is with you. And number three, he surrounds you. And all of these things are done in abundance. And God's abundance is not unnecessary and it's not just overflowing with things that are like oh okay we have this endless supply of whatever his um abundance is perfect and in his blessings is perfection and it's done intentionally um so we're gonna look at the first key point whatever homiletics i'm trying to remember it's been four years (laughs) um which is he goes before you my dad I have one of those, and you might know who he is. He's <laughs> um, somebody that I just respect the heck out of. He always has our best interests in mind, and with that, he always makes sure we are safe and protected. Something that he does is he puts himself into a situation before us to make sure it's okay, whether it be we want to watch a movie, and we're like, Dad, I want to watch this movie. I mean, this was mainly when we were kids, but like, I really want to watch this movie, and he's like, let me watch it before y'all watch it to make sure it's appropriate enough. Or whenever we would go on a little bike ride in Irwin Park, he would ride ahead of us to make sure the trail was safe for us. Um, uh, One time in particular, I was traveling from San Angelo to McKinney, and I'm in my car, and I'm driving, and I'm headbanging and screaming Led Zeppelin lyrics because that's just what I do. And I'm like, it's been days and confused so long, it's not true. And I'm just getting it. I'm rocking out in my car by myself. And then all of a sudden, my car's like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, so long, it's not true. 
So immediately my mood shifts from heck yeah, woohoo, to oh crap, my car is breaking down. And um, if you ask my parents how I reacted, they're gonna tell you I was so dramatic and I just lost my mind, so, and they're probably right. I called my dad. Oh, mind you, it's Father's Day, it's 2018, and my dad is enjoying a nice movie with his family, his wife, and his lesser two favorite children. And, <laughs> and I call him and he's like, hello, I'm in, the, I'm in a movie theater. Like he had walked out of the, the thing. And I was like, dad, my car broke down and I'm like smack dab in the middle of McKinney and San Angelo and I don't know what to do and I'm just freaking out. I just want to listen to Led Zeppelin. Please come rescue me. And he's like, okay, I'll be there. Just give me a couple of hours. And I was like, okay. So I had like two and a half hours to kill. So, you know, I just ran like across the highway to a Walmart. <laughs> And I was like, mm, I'm going to get my dad a little gift because I'm his favorite and that's how it works. And um, I come back and he was there and he said, give me your keys. So he took my keys and he drove my car and he came back and he was like, yeah, there's some issues. I was like, oh, okay, so I'm not dumb. And so he um, opens the hood. He immediately figures out the problem and goes and gets what he needs to fix it, fixes it drives my car, brings it back, says, you're good to go. You can make it the rest of the, of the way. And after that, all fear left because my dad fixed my car and he said it was okay. And I didn't have to worry for the next two and a half hours of my car ride because he went before me and he made sure that it was okay. Your heavenly father has gone before you. He has planted seeds of harvest so that you may walk in his abundance and his fruitfulness. He sent his son to die on the cross for your sins so that you can walk boldly and freely in his grace. Um, sorry. He greatly enriches the earth. We are created to walk in this abundance, so take it because it's yours. And his promises are yes and amen. No matter what you choose or which direction you take, you are always walking in his blessings. And which brings us to point key, bulletin number three. Um, he is with you. There is a girl that used to come to this church. We'll just call her Debbie, because I like the name Debbie, and it's fun to say. And um, she was super involved in our youth group Thrive, and she was on the worship team, and she was in the, um, at the time, the lit leaders, leaders in training or whatever it was. I don't know. It was a long time ago. And um, she was just so on fire for God and just so, like, awesome. And one day, Debbie was sitting um, in a Starbucks, and she sees a girl sitting across the cafe, and she hears the words, go tell her I love her. Go pray for her. And we've all been in this situation, of course. We're like, ah, is that really you, God? Are you really talking to me? Or is that just a thought that just popped in my head? And um, he was like, Debbie, go tell her I love her. So she walks over to this girl, and she's like, hey, how are you? My name is Debbie. Um, can I pray for you? And the girl was like, 
uh, yeah, sure, I guess. And so Debbie sits with her, and she starts praying with her. And as she's praying for her, she starts saying words like airplane, bumblebee, cupcake. And it's just like, okay, uh, that's weird. She just keeps saying it. And the girl immediately, like, starts breaking down crying. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and Debbie's like, you good? Sorry about that. And um, the girl was like, oh, you have no idea. I have just walked so far away from God, and um, I was going to commit suicide. And I wrote in my journal, God, if you are real, bring somebody to me that will give me these three words, airplane, bumblebee, cupcake. It was something like that. And those probably aren't the exact words, but those are what I came up with. <laughs> and um, Debbie immediately knew in that moment that that was a divine appointment. God is with you even if you don't feel it. He will always meet you where you're at, no matter what ridiculous requests you throw his way. He's like, okay, I'll prove to you I'm here. I'll prove to you I'm here. Um, he uses people to reveal himself to you. That is why community is important. Community is godly. Surround yourself with people who will build you up and point you to Jesus because he is faithful in his relationship with you. So be faithful in your relationship with him. Um, spend time with him. Don't just he's not just somebody that you can just be like, oh God, please give me this. Just talk to him. And he wants to be in the mundane while you're washing dishes, you're folding your laundry. He desires to be there with you. Just speak to him when you're just doing just little chores and stuff. You don't have to invite him just into your negative circumstances. Invite him into your victories as well. Um, you guys, you and Jesus are a package deal. Everything that you do and everywhere you go, Jesus also does and Jesus also goes with you. And my final point is he surrounds you. Y'all know I can't be up here and not give honor to the greatest man that I've ever known in my life, John Timothy Haller. And let me tell y'all something about that man. I got to sit under him as a student. Um, I've got to sit in his church. And he was an amazing teacher and preacher. He was that same man at home and his wife beater in his little pajama pants eating green M&Ms. The same man that, was on, that you got to see on stage, we saw at home. And I'm just so completely honored to have been able to have his blood and been around him and seen him on another level that not many people can say that they've seen him. He was absolutely incredible and I am forever blessed to know him um the last couple of weeks of his life I came down to Dallas and I just really wanted to hang out with him um I would sit in his apartment just doing whatever just I, I didn't need to be doing anything specific I just wanted to sit with him and spend some time with him and we would sit there and we would watch Tombstone or listen to rock and roll and he would just air, air guitar to whatever we were listening to and just cry because he loves rock and roll and that's where I get it from. And um, this one particular day, I'm sitting in his apartment with him and I had made him a bowl of chili, wolf chili. He was a weirdo. That's what he ate. And so I... Gave him his bowl of chili, and I'm sitting next to him, making sure he's, he's getting it. And um, my cousin, Morgan, was also there in her little 
sweet, precious dog named Piper. And Papa was sitting in his chair, done with his chili. And at one point, he went to grab his bowl. And at the time, his, I mean, he was the strongest man until he took his last breath, in my opinion. But physically, he was struggling with his, uh, his strength. And so I saw him grab the bowl, and he sits it in his lap. And I'm just making sure that it's not spilling all over him. And he just shoves his hand into the chili. And I was like, I know this man knows how to use a spoon. Like, I, I don't know what's going on right now. And like, all these thoughts are going through my head. He doesn't like to, he didn't like to be babied at the time. I didn't want to be like, oh, do you need me to feed you? Because he would have hated that. And I was just like, okay, Papa, what the heck are you doing? Why are you sticking your hand in your chili? What is going on? And he just kind of looks at the dog and Morgan was like, oh, he wants Piper. So I was like, come on, Piper. And I called her over. And I watched my papa, who we're all having to take care of at this time, stick his hand down and let the dog lick chili off of his fingers. I was like, okay, interesting. But then I thought, wow, what a servant. In, in his most vulnerable and weakest state, he is still serving the literal lowest of this crowd right now, because there's me and Morgan and the dog. And he saw the dog and said, I see a need, I'm gonna meet it. And I was just like, dang, I'm never complaining about anything in my life ever again. <laughs> um, and then the last couple of days that we were with him, um, we, I mean, there's a lot of us in that family. There's six adults, 10 grandchildren, and two great-grandchildren. And he just had poured, it was evident that he was so good to his family, because we all desired to be there and be around him. And we're all sitting around him, and he's laying in bed, and at this point, it's any moment now. And it's a really deep, like, darkness? I don't know how to explain it. It was just so a deep sadness in the room that you can't really explain unless you've been in this situation like, here's this great big man of faith, and what? What's happening? But um, as we're all sitting around him, my Uncle Brandon and my dad bring in their guitars, and we just all begin to worship. We're singing um, the songs that my grandfather wrote, the worship songs he wrote, and then we're singing other worship songs. And we just really allowed God to surround us with his peace and, and his joy in that moment because at I mean, looking from the outside in, you're like, wow, that sucks. That sucks because they're like, you, we had every right to be sad, to be angry and confused. And we were. But when we allowed God to enter that room, there was an overwhelming peace that just completely washed away any negative thing that was in that room. In your darkest moments, God grants peace. He is with you on top of the highest mountain and in the lowest valley. He surrounds you with his love in any situa situation you face. He makes the impossible possible. When, you're mm -hmm. what? when your flesh is fighting to feel sadness, anxiety, depression, pain, etc., God gives peace and healing. 
and my papa is gone, and it doesn't make sense. But what I do know is that the same God that called him to preach, that was on stage with him when he was a big old powerhouse, just, just yeah, glory to God, preaching the house down, was the same God that was in the room with us when we were saying goodbye to him. And to quote my incredible grandfather, my doctrine will not change because of my circumstances. My circumstances have to change because of my doctrine. God still heals and he still restores. So we look at, he goes before you. He makes a way for you to walk in victory, prosperity, healing, etc. He is with you. Even when we can't see it in the flesh, we can see it in the spirit by having faith. And he surrounds you. In your darkest moments, he grants peace. And all of this is done in abundance. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.